You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 81. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Today's episode is going to be for anybody that has ever wanted to start a boutique of their own. Maybe you already have one, maybe you're in the process of starting one, or maybe it's just an idea. Either way, this episode is going to have some takeaways for you. I got to sit down with a good friend of mine, Kenzie Ashcraft of Farm Girl Boutique, and she is an incredible source of knowledge. She's one of the top boutiques in the industry, if you ask me, and honestly, to a bunch of other people. Everybody I've talked to seems to be aware of this boutique um, and I'm personally an affiliate for them and it's just such an incredible company to be associated with and I truly just love this boutique and this brand so so much. Kenzie has done such a great job in turning Farm Girl into what it is today and I loved getting to sit down and learn about her journey and just the early stages of starting a boutique, what that looked like for her, how things have evolved over time, how she went from just being brick and mortar to online and how sales have changed and just the way that social media is moving and and what adjustments she's had to make and and everything in between. So it's such a good conversation for anybody who is needing a little bit of inspiration or anybody that's just looking for some quick tips on how to get started in your own boutique. Kenzie is full of information. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. It is no secret that I love to shop. Even on those days where my hair is a mess and I have leggings on for the third day in a row, nothing can beat that feeling of getting a package in the mail with a new shirt that you have just been eyeballing for months or a dress that just makes you so excited for springtime. Especially now as an expecting mother, I have to get creative with my outfits while still trying to keep up with these Western fashion trends that I love so much. Luckily, one of my favorite boutiques has me covered. Farm Girl Boutique is not your average clothing boutique. They have everything from women's to men's to kids, home decor, farm and garden, gifts, and so much more. Truly the one-stop shop for all your family's needs. And one of my favorite parts about Farm Girl is that the styles are so timeless, so you will never feel like you are purchasing something that is only trendy for a few minutes and then on to the next thing. Your Farm Girl pieces are gonna last in your closet no matter where the fashion industry takes us. So head on over to farmgirlboutique.com and use code SARAHE10 at checkout to save 10% on your next order. Or you can also go to sarahelrod.com slash farmgirl and get a direct link there as well. That's farmgirlboutique.com and use code Sarah with an H E 10 at checkout. Happy shopping. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you like being willing to come on the show and like talk and hang out and all of that good stuff and being willing to share just about your life and your businesses. You have so much happening. It seems like, um, I don't know how you balance all of that. Well, I have help. I don't do it by myself, but, um, I'm excited to be on here and thank you for having me. 
Of course. Yeah. So for anybody who like doesn't maybe know about you or what you do, do you want to just kind of introduce yourself and share a little bit about what it is that you do? Sure. Um, I'm Kenzie and I own Farm Girl, Farm Girl Boutique. Um, we've been in business. We're going on eight years. It'll be this September eight years. And I just have a rural boutique and general store. We carry everything from women's apparel to home goods to gift items, baby items, just a mix of everything um, and things that represent our way of life and what we love and my design style. I also do a little bit of interior decorating on the side, not much, just something that is kind of a side hobby for me. Um, and then we also raise registered Texas Longhorns on our ranch. And we also operate a custom hay operation with my dad. It's his business and we help him with that in the summers. And so we've got a lot of irons, irons in the fire, but, um, we wouldn't have it any other way, but yeah, that's a little bit about what I do. And, um, I'm very blessed to have this opportunity to, to live the way that we live. So that's so awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. You, you have so much going on, but I feel like you organize it all so well. You have like <laughs> multiple Instagram accounts for different things. And I just, I really love how you have it all set up. I think it's so fun. What, um, what kind of got your like wheels spinning on wanting to start the boutique and kind of general store that you have going on? Like, where did that idea come from? Oh man. Um, when I was 16, actually, my very first job was at a boutique um, that I worked at in our town on Main Street. It's actually two doors from where I very first started. Um, if you follow me at all, you know that I recently moved last year. Um, we moved our whole shop to a cattle in the middle of nowhere on a cattle ranch, and we operate here now. Um, I do about 80% of my business online and then 20 in store. So the move wasn't, you know a hard decision for me to make. Um, but yeah, I started there when I was 16. It was my first, you know, real job outside of babysitting or ranch work or anything like that. And, uh, just fell in love with it. I loved, you know, getting to talk with people face to face, you know, find a way to make their day better. If they were coming in just to shop or get a gift or, you know, you just really make those connections and relationships with people that you wouldn't elsewhere. And it was just fun to me. I loved making, um, just sections in the shop and merchandising and learning all of the, um, retail side of things. And it was just exciting to me. And I just kind of put that back in my brain. I actually was an ag business major at Oklahoma state and I don't do anything I went to school for <laughs> uh, my sophomore year of college. I got married and we had a baby really quickly. And so I moved back home and decided I'm going to try nursing school, graduated from that. And then two months later, opened a boutique. So really I don't use anything <laughs> I went to school for, but, um, you know, God's plans always exceed our own. And, um, it's just been a great opportunity for me, especially as a mother, you know, I get to be there for my kids or take them to work. And, um, it's just, it's a really cool thing. I've met some really neat people and made a lot of connections that I would never have. So it's been a great ride so far. And, you know, I don't know if I'll be doing this forever, but if I do, that'd be great. But if not, it's been a really fun adventure. 
Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think that's so cool. And I, I didn't realize you've been doing it for so long. Um, but I, I love that you have stuck with it and you've been able to grow it into what it is now. Um, cause I know I've like talked to so many people and like your, the, the whole brand of farm girl just seems to be like a common favorite amongst people. So I don't know if you realize that or not, but a lot of people really love <laughs> what you, um, have. And I think just the whole way you've branded it is just really beautiful and done really well. So it's really sweet. thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so what, I mean, was when you first started out, you said eight years ago, what, um, was that hard for you? Like what kind of challenges did that bring? I mean, did you, cause I feel like resources have changed so much. I mean, there's so much information out in the world now, where as like back then, I mean, even with stuff like what I do with like photography and stuff, it's so, there's so much information that it feels like it's way easier to get into an industry now because there's just resources everywhere. Whereas I feel like just even a few years ago, it just wasn't like that. So did you find that challenging? Was it hard to figure out like how to start something like that? It was because I basically started from scratch other than working as like a retail associate. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know where to begin. I knew that I needed to, you know, go through the process of getting a business license and all of that and go to market and do my research and literally started, you know, from the ground up. Um, Instagram wasn't like, I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't definitely not what it is now. I mean, Facebook then was the thing. Mm-hmm. And so and now we know like, you know, that that's not really a big deal. I mean, yeah. I guess for some businesses it is, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely different. And I feel like I started backwards. So I started with the brick and mortar and no online store mm-hmm. and where people usually start online and they open a retail location. So I kind of did it the opposite way or the old school way, I guess, um, because that's all I knew. And, um, there were definitely some challenges, just kind of trying to figure out what brands I wanted, what worked, what didn't you make a lot of mistakes in the beginning. Um, and even several years after just, you know, brands that you thought would do well, and then you end up losing a lot of money or trying to figure out pricing and, um, it's just, it's a big learning curve if you have no idea what you're doing. And, you know, hindsight's always 2020, but like, I, I look back now and if I know, if I would have known half of what I know now, I would have done it a lot differently. But again, like it's, it's a learning experience and it also humbles you. Yeah. Um, and, and I also feel like when I started in 2014, that's when like, it felt almost as if the, it was like the boutique boom. Mm-hmm. several businesses that I know, like started in 2014. I don't know what, what that has to do with anything, but it just felt like that's kind of when the Instagram took off a little bit, but then man, the next two years, it just really started to escalate. And that's where sales were coming from. And then I felt the the need to open up our store to online or out-of-state customers. And, and now I see like, I do 80% of my business online. So it's crazy how it all worked out and evolved. Um, but again, yeah, there were lots of challenges and there's, there's always some sort of challenge, you know, the last two years with, with, you know, the COVID and all of that has been pretty hard, especially for businesses of my size. And so just being able to still continue to operate is, is a blessing. And we're just thankful to, to still be here. So 
Yeah, no, that's, and that's so interesting too, that you had said like the, the thing about the boutique boom, cause I totally could see that. I remember even being, um, yeah, like right around that time, um, when, you know, just, and, and then just growing up and, and being in high school or things like that. And everybody, you know, you would go to the mall to buy clothes and it was always like the bigger stores that just everybody knew of. And all of a sudden there was this shift where people are shopping at these smaller, like less publicly well-known places. And, and now you hear about it all the time. There's hundreds of boutiques. There's so many things out there and it's grown so much. So I think that's really interesting that that's kind of where the world has moved to and people are, you know, hardly going into places. And I mean, probably a lot of it had to do with COVID, but you know, shopping at the mall just seems like a weird concept these days. Oh gosh. Like I haven't, I don't know the last time I've been to the mall, it's been years. I I mean, we also live rurally, so that has something to do with it, but I mean, I don't ever want to go to the mall. So I, I, you know, it's just like, when I hear people go to the mall, I'm like, what, what you used yeah. to go to the mall <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Resources have definitely changed though. Um, it's great because there is opportunity, but I feel like it's also harder because there's so much like Instagram just feels so loud and noisy and overstimulating. And sometimes I wish like we were back to where it was just pictures and, um, you could see people that you actually followed <laughs> and you weren't filtered and just, just certain things like that. I mean, that, that's a current challenge we're facing is just, you know, and you're one of my brand affiliates. So, you know, like it helps so much when you guys will just share a post of stories because mm-hmm. I get messages all the time of, man, I, I haven't been seeing your stuff in weeks. And I'm like, well, I've been posting, you know, so there's definitely lots of great resources out there, but there's also lots of challenges that come with those resources. So, right. It's given yeah. Yeah. It, it is so interesting to see. And I mean, it's probably only going to get worse from here right. as far as just like the noise, but it's true. Like how much there's so much content in the world right now. And it just seems like every day, I mean, you could scroll and never see the same thing twice. You know, it's always, everybody's posting hundreds of thousands of videos a day. And it's just, it's wild when you really think back, like, this is not how it used to be, like how different it really is. And kids are growing up and this is normal for them. And it's, it's just so such an interesting way that we're moving in society. And I think there's good in it. And then there's also obviously a lot of not so good in it too. So Well, and it makes me sad too, because that's one of the reasons why I love still having a storefront because I want the personal interaction. You know, of course, all of our, even our loyal customers that live afar, like, of course they can't come in. So I want to be able to have, you know, an online store, but it would make me so sad to be able to not have an actual storefront where people who were visiting could come in or I could see friends I haven't seen in a long time. And I just, I like the old school way of doing business, mm-hmm. the one-on-one the personal connection and just yeah. being able to catch up with people that, you know, it's, it's just different than social media. I don't know. I, I also grew up like in high school and stuff where we didn't have that. We like, I graduated and then that's when like Facebook was a bigger deal. And, you know, Instagram came a few years later when I was in college, but it's just, it's just different now. For sure. Yeah. And 
like what you said about just having that brick and mortar in-person space, I think there's something that people, like I could almost see it maybe surging again in that direction after these crazy couple years that we have. Oh, I hope um, so. I hope so. Because it's just like people have been stuck at home for so long. And I would hope that, yeah, people would want to start getting out and like actually going and <laughs> going places again and doing things like that. But there's, it's total. it is a totally different experience because I feel that way, whether you are going into a mall or into a store, I just think there's something so different about, you know, shopping online, which is so nice and convenient, but it is right, right. It's yeah. fun to have that experience of like actually walking into a store, being able to try something on or like hold something before you buy it. I just, yeah, I really getting like something that. gift wrapped and, mm-hmm. you know, it just feels a little bit extra special. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. So would you say that there's anything that you specifically would like, I guess, owe to your, I guess, success? Like what, what do you feel like helped you really take off as a business? Like what, what was kind of the thing that, you know, was it just being consistent? Was it social media? Was there anything that you felt like you did that was just something that was that stepping stone for you to grow? I think for me, it was for one, the old school way, word of mouth. I mean, a lot of people give most of the credit to social media and, you know, it does help obviously, especially now. Um, but, but still it's that word of mouth and, um, people that have a good experience want other people to have the same experience. And so they share and that it's a big deal. It means a lot more than you think, and it spreads a lot further than you would imagine. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing would be for me is just staying true to who I am in my style and not trying to be like the next boutique or um, looking the same as someone else. I just, I see that so much now. And for one, it, it can be disheartening, especially to someone who is a creative because you put your heart and soul into your brand. And when you see it kind of manipulated or knocked off, it, it does get frustrating, but also it's just like, man, people are coming to you for you. They yeah. like you and what you bring to the table, you know, there's room for everybody. So just stay in your lane and, and stick to what you like and, and, in your style and people will come to you, you know, just stay consistent in that way. And so I think that has been, um, something that has helped me personally a lot, um, and, you know, I'm also not for everyone. So that's also another thing, like you can't serve every single person. And that's why there is room for everyone at the table because we're not the same. And yeah. so, um, I just try to put, you know, the things that I like into my shop or the things I like to style my house with in my store or the things that, um, make me feel good. If that's like a brand of clothing or a good candle or, um, something that just makes my house feel a little bit more like home. I try to put that in my shop and share with other people. So those are the things that I feel like has really helped my store personally. And um, yeah, just kind of staying on the brand that I want to put out into the world. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so being that like, I feel like the just the Western industry in general has gotten so popular recently. And, you know, you are seeing more boutiques pop up. You're seeing more influencers pop up that are all within this, this 
industry that for so long was small and kind of unnoticed. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it just feel, and I don't know if it's just being within that world that it just feels like a lot, or if it's, you know, it just seems like there's a lot more than there ever was before. And, um, I think it's, it's really awesome, but it does feel like there is, there's just a lot of noise and a lot of, like you said, copying or, you know, imitating and, it's, it is kind of a hard line to walk. Cause on one hand it's the whole, Oh, imitation is the you know best form of flattery yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's ever going to be able to actually be you, but it does get frustrating. I see it in everything, rather it be boutiques or photographers or influencers or whatever it might be. You know, you always, it just, you can tell when people are either all sticking to the same kind of trends or the same sort of branding. And so Mm -hmm. I think what you said about just sticking to kind of what feels right for you and just staying consistent with that, because trends are always going to change. They're always going to come and go. And I think when you try to constantly cater to those things, it just forever, your business and brand is going to just keep like changing constantly. And I think you can lose out on, I guess, gaining like the trust of people that follow you. Absolutely. Not staying consistent. So that's really interesting, but I really love your specific brand because it feels so like homey to me. I feel so drawn to (laughs) just farm girl in general and the whole, I mean, just everything about it, but I specifically fell in love with like your brand and your, the clothing that you have and, and the home decor, which I think does make you stand out is that you, you offer so much more than just clothing. It's not just like the fashion side of it, but you have a little bit of everything for everyone, which is so amazing. Um, and I'm like making a list of all these like baby items to put on my <laughs> registry. <laughs> I'm like, Please I am, me. I am on the hunt for more baby boy, but let me tell you, it is difficult it's, to find it's with our style, you know. know, I'm just going to start buying the girl stuff too. And then just cross my fingers. Like <laughs> just in stuff. case. Yeah. Just in case one day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, everything feels so just homey to me and even like your clothing. Cause kind of just going back to the trendy thing, I think the whole Western fashion trendiness of it. There's a lot of really cute people that wear like really cute stuff. And, but I I don't know that I could ever pull it off. It's not something I'm going to wear out into town or anything like that. Whereas I feel like things that you're offering feel like stuff I could wear every single day. And they just feel like homey. I I really don't, I don't know. Like that's like the only word. Personally, like that stuff is just not me. And so I'm going to let some other boutique take that over because that stuff is awesome. Like I totally wish I could rock some of those outfits, but it's just my personality. It's just, it's just not me. I'm one of those, like a good pair of Wrangler jeans or Ariat jeans with a t-shirt or a nice sweater. I mean, to me, like those things are classy and don't go out of style, like kind of like good turquoise, like you just keep it forever and pass it down. And those are the things that I want people to purchase from my shop. They feel like they got something that is like an heirloom quality piece of turquoise or a good pair of jeans that are going to be their favorite pair, you know, or a nice t-shirt that isn't trendy or isn't going to go out next year. It's something that they can wear over and over and want to buy it again because they wore it out, you know? So those are the things that I really try to focus on because that's my personal style. I just don't have the, the personality for some of the 
frillier things. And that's totally cool because I, I have a lot of friends that can totally rock that stuff and they do a great job at styling that, but I'm going to let the other boutiques take that over and do my own thing. So it's just a, I just encourage anyone who wants to open a shop just to know your style, know who you are and just put that, put your heart and soul into your shop and put your style into your store because it's, you're going to flourish and you're going to do well because it is you and you're not trying to be something that you're not. Yeah, no, that's such good advice. And for somebody who might be listening and is thinking about wanting to start their own boutique or, or something kind of similar to that, is there any advice as far as, or things that you can think about that you wish you knew when you were getting started into this industry of something that maybe isn't common knowledge of the industry or or something? Absolutely. Find a good accountant, Mm. find someone who can, if you have it in your budget, I would totally recommend, this is something that I wish I would have done and I'm working towards, but finding like a financial advisor who could maybe guide you and help you make some smarter decisions and smarter moves, um, really, you know, help you with a budget, especially like with COVID, you know, we were on a tight budget anyway, we're a small business and then that hit us and that was hard and it's still hard, you know? And so just trying to make smart moves in the beginning and asking for advice or things that might come up that you don't realize, um, figuring out taxes and just things like that, because, you know, I was, I was, I mean, I'm still young. I'm not an old lady, but like (laughs) I was young when I opened the shop, you know? So a lot of these things, like I had to learn or figure out on my own and I had no idea. And then, you know, when it's come time to figure these things out and you don't have the, the means for it, or you have no idea what you're doing, it's really difficult and it's a little stressful. So those are the things that I would definitely recommend is just getting in with a good accountant who, who knows what you're doing as far as like small business side or retail side and having them guide you and help you through it. And, um, maybe even sit down and do that quarterly. Um, that's something that was a goal of mine for this year is just to, to kind of sit down and reevaluate every quarter. And maybe that would help us a little bit better in the long run. Um, and definitely, um, I mean, don't feel, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like there are some things like (laughs) you don't just go ask like, Hey, what brands do you carry? You know, but ask someone like, Hey, what markets are good markets to go to? Or do you have any contacts that might could help me, um, figure this out? This is kind of what I'm wanting to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for helping on things like that. Um, yeah, just don't be afraid to ask questions, be teachable, you know, and, uh, just continue to, to, try to get yourself ahead as much as you can because it's, you're going to have seasons. Retail is definitely based on seasons. And that's kind of why I do other things like my Hayfield meals, because that's summer, my busy shop time is during the winter. So I kind of have things going on based on season and it kind of helps me out a little bit. So. Yeah, no. And that's really good advice actually about just the I mean, all of it, but the, the money side of it, I feel like a lot of people go into any kind of business really, but 
I could see <laughs> like this very blindly and they just think, oh, it'll be so fun to like start a business. And all you're looking at are the, the, the money maker. Right. Yes. <laughs> like it's, it's just, it'll make so much money and it's fun and I can do this and there's clothes and it's pretty and all the fun frilly parts of it. But you don't really think about all that legal back end, uh-huh. <laughs> the boring the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. The stuff that nobody wants to think about, but it's so important. And I think that's, yeah, that's very wise advice because I noticed too, for me, as stressful as it was, you know, the thought of taxes and all that, it's so intimidating at first. But once I talked to somebody, like got a good accountant and talked to them, I just felt like so much better. It all, all that stress was like, okay, like this guy knows what he's talking about. I feel like I'm in good hands. Like it took this huge weight off my shoulders where I just didn't feel like I was going at it alone. It was worth the investment all of that. So I think that's really smart. And then having somebody like a financial advisor, if you can swing that too, to help you kind of set those goals, because that could be the other thing is, okay, yeah, you're making money, but you don't really know. There's no goal in mind. You don't really know what to do with it or how to organize it or spend it wisely. So I think that's a good, a good piece of advice too, to kind of get it all, get it all figured out of, of what to do with the, that money. Well, in a couple of your podcasts that I've listened to previously that you might want to link was even like really informative for me, like the honey book thing. I mean, anybody could use that. And that is such a great resource. And, um, another thing too, that I would highly, highly recommend, and I wish I would have done it at the very beginning is grow your email list, Mm. because that is the one thing that you have control over that doesn't get filtered. Yeah. And, and, um, I know that you've promoted Flowdesk too. I love Flowdesk. I use that for my personal blog, but for my, for my shop, it's through my website. But, um, that is one of my top recommendations is start your email list as soon as you start your business, because that is what's going to help you, you know, later on in the long run and forever. And so, um, but I would definitely listen to a couple of Sarah's podcasts that she's put out there before, because it, I mean, even though I've been in business this long, it's helped me, um, just for little things I didn't know about, you know, and especially organizing. So those are great resources that you've linked. I'm so flattered. (laughs) Um, No. Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent agree and I could geek out over email marketing because I think it's so fun, but it is true. It's, there's a lot of power in email marketing. And I think platforms like Flowdesk make it a lot less intimidating for people that have no idea where to even start with that. It's, you can make them fun. They can be cute emails. They don't have to be just like these boring blocks of text. Um, so I've, I follow, yeah, I follow a lot of people or I'm on a lot of different email lists where I just really enjoy opening up their emails because they're just so cute. (laughs) I just (laughs) like seeing them. It's kind of a nice change of pace from something like Instagram where it's everything's being thrown at you so fast. Whereas now I feel like an email, I'm like, oh, I could just take my time (laughs) going through this. I like good, wholesome content, you know, just something that, I don't know, I like, I like signing up for people's email lists that send out a new recipe to try or like a book that they love or a podcast they're listening to. Those are the things that I like. Um, something that actually adds value. So I love email lists personally, but 
again, I'm one of those people that like checks their, <laughs> or I tried to, but like checks their email and doesn't have, you know, 5,000 emails. Right. Pending, like my husband. <laughs> oh my God. Married an opposite. <laughs> I can't stand it when <laughs> my husband's kind of the same way. He had like this email number. It's like thousands of emails at the bottom. And I'm oh, yeah. like, oh my gosh, I have to delete everything. Like I can't not open them. Like that red number drives me insane. (laughs) So bad. So as far as like for, um, like getting, cause I'm just obviously not in that industry as far. I don't really know how it all works, but with like getting new clothes or new products, do you have like a system for how you do that? Do you plan out a year ahead and you think, okay, Christmas time is obviously in December. So we need to get Christmas stuff at this time. Or how do you Uh you have like a way that you kind of plan all that out? I'm just so curious. Yeah. So for example, like today I had an appointment um, scheduled with Ariet excuse me, and we were going to be purchasing for fall. So we basically order like a whole season ahead. So um, this last fall season I had of 2021, I had ordered for part of fall, but also like spring and summer. So you kind of stay ahead in that way. And then some of my other companies, I either go and order at market and some stuff is like at once or it's, you know, within the next quarter. Um, so basically different brands have different ways that, you know, that I set that up. But as far as like my big brands, like area and STS, we basically order almost a year ahead or a season ahead. So it, it's hard to know. Also, it's like, I don't know how much I should order or how, you know, so you just, you kind of have to figure, figure that in and figure out how much you want to do. Um, but I've kind of fine-tuned that now of how I think certain items are going to go and how much I should order and, and things like that. But other companies too, um, because like with Ariat, you know, what I order is probably all I'm going to be able to get because they sell out and things like they're such a big company, you know, they're going to sell out. And so, but some of my other, um, places that I'm able to reorder, so I don't have to place, you know, huge orders. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of how I do it. And then I go to market seasonally. So I'll go, um, about three times a year, I'll go to, um, the big one, Wesa, um, in the fall or the spring, and then I'll go, like maybe once in the summer because they have apparel markets and then they have home and gift. Um, so there's different markets at different times. That's cool. And are those things that kind of happen all over or is that, cause I know the Dallas market just happened not that long ago and that seemed to be like a really yeah. big one. Yeah. And Dallas is nice because I can just drive. It's not, it's about two and a half, three hours from me. So I just drive and go to that one. Um, and Waysa usually, used to be in Denver, which was really fun. And I loved going to Denver because it was a smaller building. Huh. Um, and Dallas is just huge, but there's also like home and gift in Atlanta. There's a New York market. There's a Las Vegas market. So there's different ones throughout the year that you're, that you can go to. That's really cool. That's awesome. And then, yeah, I mean, how do you, do you just walk around and decide like, kind of like what you said earlier, you just find what feels good to you. And that's how you order. Cause I could just imagine going to a place like (laughs) 
Dallas market where there's like so many floors. And I was like watching other people that were there and I'm like, oh my gosh, that just seems like, how do you decide? (laughs) It's a lot, which a lot of my established brands that I buy from, we just already have appointments set. Um, and like my area girls will come to me on the ranch. So that makes it nice. I don't have to go to market necessarily to buy from them because those appointments take a while. Um, but then I also have, so I do the brands that I've already established and kind of we'll see what they have new and go visit them and get that out of the way one day. And then the next day I'll kind of have a map because I try to do my research before I go and say, okay, I really would like to hit this, this, and this of places I haven't bought from before and see what they might have. And then the rest of the time I have left, I'll kind of just, you know, like meander around and see what's new or what catches my eye and Because a lot of companies too, if you've never bought from them before, they'll have an opening order minimum or a reorder minimum. So you kind of have to gauge that into your budget as well. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that kind (laughs) of goes back to all of the other stuff where it's like you, you kind of look at it surface level and you're like, that looks so fun. And then you're like, oh man, there is so much that goes into it, which I'm sure it's obviously still fun, but it's just the whole business backend stuff that you don't really think about when you're, when you're getting into something like that. Whereas, you know, from the outside, it's like, oh, you just order the clothes and there they are. And it's so easy, (laughs) but in reality, there's a lot that goes with that. So that's, that's really cool though. Um, I, I really like that. So out of everything that you're doing with all your boutique and everything, do you have like a favorite part that you love the most? Do you like being in the store? Do you like getting the clothes? Like what's kind of your favorite part of what you do as a whole? I love styling, which kind of goes back to interior decorating and stuff, but I love just making the store feel like home and styling different sections and putting out the new stuff and just making it look pretty. I love that. And I love getting to visit with um, the customers that do get to come in or the customers I get to chat with on Instagram that have ordered from me, um, but that they live far off. So I love the customer interaction and I don't know, it's just neat to see um, again, like the relationships you've made through the business, but also just like how we're from so many different places, but you can connect. That's a good thing about social media too, that I love is that you can connect with anyone all over and, um, just do business with, with different people and kind of see where they come from and all of that. But yeah, I love styling. I love the relationships. Um, I, over the years, it's been neat to to um, put together a gift for like a mom who, you know, was struggling to conceive and is finally getting a baby or um, helping with a proposal. I've gotten to do that before and just, just different fun things like that, fun gifts and birthdays and just seeing people and being a part of their milestones, I guess it's really, really been fun. That's so fun. Yeah. Just, I could totally see that. And you're, you're so good at it. I want you to come and do my house. (laughs) I love it. Do you have a least favorite thing about it? Getting a little controversial here, but do you have? No, I I don't mind to share. Um, probably my least favorite thing is just people expecting, um, just like the instant gratification or not respecting, 
your time. Um, because again, like I, it's mainly just me. And so I try to get back to people as soon as I can, but life also happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just, we're not Amazon, so you can't expect Amazon prices or Amazon shipping or some, or free, you know, out of a small business. We just, we don't get that kind of a break. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. Which those, those people are few and far between, you know, it's just every now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, like my shop's not for everyone and that's okay. I don't want it to be for everyone. I want it to be different and special, but that's probably my biggest gripe. I would say is just those few people that just kind of expect that out of a small business. And, you know, that's why we're small. We try to be different and set apart and um, offer something that those big companies can't offer. They can't offer that personalized touch. So I always thought that was kind of, cause I feel like that, that almost seems to be like a, I don't know, like a common theme. I, I mean, I hate to say common cause I don't know that it's really common, but it happens. It seems like more with small businesses than it does with bigger companies. You always see like people are so much more likely to jump on the the train of like bashing a small business. Whereas they probably aren't going to take the time to bash target or whatever, you know what I mean? And right. Well, and the thing for me is like, I don't offer returns and that's one thing that I wish I could do. I just don't have the manpower. And I did in the beginning, but I got burnt so bad with getting things that were damaged or you could tell that they were worn and just like getting taken advantage of in that area. And so, you know, of course it's like something breaks or whatever. I, I will honor that, but, um, you know, that that's also been kind of something that's been a little controversial, but it's just like, I I get it. I wish I could, but I feel like I would never get a return on anything because I was constantly like trying to restock things and put things back or fix something. And I would just end up losing, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it is difficult. It is hard. And I, <laughs> I've had a couple messages and I'm like, would you like, for instance, I had someone who wanted to return something like three months after they had purchased it. And I was just like, <laughs> and it was in store and I'm like, would you like do this to Walmart or Target? You know, like, would you, yeah. I don't know claim this way. But again, I've, I have not had very many of those at all. I've been very blessed and I try to try to be fair and work really hard and, and give the best service I possibly can. So in some of those people, you just, you can't please them. So that's one thing that you do have to learn when you own a business is you have to get a little bit thicker skin and learn to take some criticism and also learn from those things. Like what can you do better? Because, you know, they say in small business, like the customer's always right. That may not always be true, but you still have to give them the best possible service. And it's always a learning opportunity. There's always something that you can learn to, to make the next one be better. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, it's, you really do have to walk a certain path and, and like you said, get thicker skin. Cause I think a lot of people, when they start businesses, I mean, it's, it's your baby and, and it, you're so connected to it. And 
you feel like any sort of criticism can be like a reflection on you and we take it so personally and it's hard (laughs) it's hard not to it's hard not to to think that uh an insult on your business is an insult on you but you know I've I've had to do it in the past where you just really have to like take yourself out of that and think okay like one, take it with a grain of salt. It's one person. Cause it's just funny. You could get a million compliments and those all kind of, yeah, but the one (laughs) complaint you get, it just like ruins your whole month. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, my, you know, my business is ruined and, and it does hurt, you know, cause you're just like, I'm trying so hard. But again, it's, it's just, it happens. It's just one of those things. It's you're the, the journey of owning a small business will never be perfect. It is difficult, but again, it it is also so rewarding. Right. Yeah. So as somebody who's doing all these things, doing running the boutique and you have several different kind of sub brands under, you know, that you're working on that you have going the interior design thing. I know you have a few different accounts of things, which I love. You're a mom, you're a wife, you guys do ranching, the, the haying business. I mean, how do you have time for yourself? How do you (laughs) balance that? What is, what does that look like for you? I just really try to prioritize and, you know, things never go to as planned, but I try to have a schedule um, to my day each day. We do homeschool our kids as of this last year. So we try to do that in the mornings, um, which homeschool was pretty intimidating to me at first, but you can knock a lot out in a short amount of time. And we have really, really enjoyed the extra time with our kids. Um, But we just really prioritize our days. My husband's also a firefighter. And so he works 24 on 48 off and we just do it. Um, we do have some help at the shop. You know, my grandmother will come in and help me when I need it or, or my husband. And I I feel like I've done this for so long now. I have a really good groove. So it's kind of just go with the flow and Mm -hmm. every day it's not always the same, but also the same. So Mm-hmm. yeah, I just, we kind of have somewhat of a schedule and if it doesn't go as planned, then we'll just pick it up the next day and go on with it. So, yeah, I, I, I could see it being nice to, to have like that place to go, like going into the shop, actually feeling like you're going into work today. You know, that's like your office essentially. Yes. Um, whereas people that are all online are like me, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, man, I need to just go sit at a coffee shop or something. Cause just being at <laughs> home can be it's nice to have that separation, right? It can be hard. It's challenging. I'm like, Oh, there's my kitchen and there's a dirty pile of laundry. I need to <laughs> like trying to focus on work stuff. It's, it's kind of hard to like carpet compartmentalize the two things of personal life. Yeah. It's- trying to like have set work time. So I could see that maybe being helpful too, is having. Well, and when I first started, I was spending way too much time on the business at home. So Mm -hmm. I've really learned to separate like after business hours is my time. And that's also something I've really had to stress, especially on social media or getting back to people's messages. It's just like, they, they kind of want an instant answer. And I'm like, listen, like after business hours, it's my family's time and they come first and you can wait on me until the next day. And so, um, but I used to, I mean, I would be answering messages at 1am and, 
and getting up early and trying to get back with people because I didn't want people upset. And you just can't do that. You have to really just, okay, these are the hours that I'm going to do this. And then if it's after that, like it's my family's time, they deserve that, that portion of me. So, um, and again, I don't always get that perfect either. So, but I, I have tried within the last few years to really separate the two. So, and I feel like it's, it's helped me in my mental state too. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important to, to have that separation. I think definitely. Oh, so cool. Well, Kenzie, you are just such a, <laughs> so sweet to talk to. You really just have like such a calming, like presence about you. And I think it really shows through everything that you do. I mean, we talked about that homey feeling that I personally feel, um, just interacting with you and your brand and just getting to like, watch everything that you do. I think it's so fun and you have so much wisdom to share and, and you're just so full of life and light. And I just, I really adore you. So thank you for the sweetest compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly. And I'm not just saying that I I truly believe that. Um, like even just as somebody who followed you before we really connected and started talking, I just like always was really drawn to your stuff. And then once we had like connected and started kind of working together and stuff, that was like it for me. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's so nice. (laughs) Like I can just tell by the sound of your voice. You're just so nice. (laughs) So you make me sound way cooler than I am. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I personally, I was drawn to your page because I'm like, gosh, like, because I feel like we have similar aesthetics and, you know, just especially from like a branding standpoint, but just, I love your content and what you post. And I truly think it is so awesome that you and your, like what you and your husband do and your love story. And I've just, I've listened to your podcast and it's just really neat. And I, I hope and pray that more people, you know, work and take the leap like you guys are with being first generation ranchers and just working towards those goals. And I think that is really special. So thank you. Kudos to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so sweet. Awesome. Well, why don't you go ahead and let people know like where they can find you, where they can come hang out with you online and see your stuff and come be a part of it. Sure. Um, so you can follow the store on Instagram. We are at farm girl Ada and Ada is, um, the town that we're located in, but our store is just called farm girl. And we have a website farmgirlboutique.com. And I also post a lot on my personal Instagram. It's at the T H E period farm girl, uh, where I post a lot more of like my blog content and things like that. And all of my links will be there for the blog. It's, um, farmgirlblogs.com. So you can find everything else on there, my home design, my Hayfield meals, um, and anything else I share there. Awesome. Yeah. The blog is incredible. Everybody should go check it out. I love your blog. (laughs) So many goodies on there. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's honored to be on your podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that 
this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.